shining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Your Palace, Your Place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, Marketing and Public Relations Officer for our magnificent Palisader right here in Waterbury, Connecticut. And we bring you this program every first and third Friday over WATR 1320 AM or WATR.com if you're listening uh, uh, from afar. And it's always so exciting to be here. There's always so much happening, whether it's in the arts, in uh, lifestyle information we want to share with you. Today we have a full show and I have so much stuff I want to talk about before I even introduce our first guests who are in studio with me right now. Uh, on tap today we have a returning segment. I know people love these at the table with Frank. Frank Tavera, our CEO of the Palace. And we'll be talking food with Tony Delia from San Marino. So stay tuned for that. We also have an interview with one of the actresses who's appearing in the upcoming production of uh, Girls' Night the Musical that's coming to the Palace next Thursday evening. That is such a fun show. So we'll be talking all about that uh, a little later on in our show today. And before I introduce my next, my first guest, I do want to talk a little bit about the fact that many of you know that the Palace announced our Broadway series for next year, a really exciting um, series. We're so just proud to be presenting the uh, reintroduction of uh, Cameron McIntosh's Andrew Lloyd Webber's The Phantom of the Opera. That is a huge coup for us. It's the only venue in the state that will have it next season uh, in November. So start to circle your calendars. If you've been hearing about our season, besides Phantom, we have opening this season Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, which is hilariously funny, very clever. The show was actually created and conceived uh, here in Connecticut at Hartford Stage a couple of years back and uh, became a hit Tony award-winning show in New York and um, has been on tour and we are delighted that it's going to be making a stop at our palace in October, this coming October as part of our season. Uh, then in March, returning, and this is a chance for uh, uh, one of our guests in studio this morning <laughs> to see this show, because she, she, she admitted she had never seen it. Jersey Boys is coming back to Waterbury for a weekend run, and we couldn't be more excited. That's one of my all-time favorites. I love that show. And I couldn't see it enough. So I'm very excited about that. Then we have the 20th anniversary tour of Rent that has been just wowing people and uh, taking the, uh, the country by storm as it celebrates its 20th season of love. So that's coming in April. And then rounding out our Broadway series in June, next, next June 2018, is Motown the Musical. And we will be dancing in the streets for that one. So um, if you're excited like we are and want more information about the Palace's upcoming Broadway series um, that you can subscribe to. And, you know, people don't necessarily always understand. Uh, why would I subscribe? What's what's the big deal? Because subscribers save money, number one. Uh, 
uh, over single ticket prices. So that's a, that's a, a big benefit. But you also have your same seats. So when you go, it becomes like a little subculture, a community of people who a social event. When you go, you're sitting with people that you see every time there's a show. And it's just a, it's a good feeling to have your seat. And uh, another benefit that some of our um, subscribers themselves forget they have is that let's say you subscribe and you say, oh, my plans have changed. I can't go to that date, but I can go to this date. We're glad to exchange your tickets. So as a subscriber, you have that special privilege as well. And uh, there's other perks, special notices about um, new shows and, you know, invitations to certain events. So being a subscriber does have its privileges. And so if you're interested, give us a call. Our box office opens today, uh, 203-346-2000. It opens at 10 a.m. And one of our uh, customer service representatives will be glad to tell you all about becoming a subscriber to our Broadway series. And if you're hearing Phantom and you're like, oh my goodness, I want to bring my church group or I want to bring my employees or I want to do a special outing with my girlfriends. Well, Phantom Group tickets. Now, single tickets are not on sale yet, and they won't be until mid-May. However, if you form a group of 10 or more, you can buy your Phantom tickets now. Yes, now. So, um, and again, there's some savings. We have a 15% off early bird savings until uh, May 1st. So if you uh, book your group outing, 10 or more, you can purchase those phantom tickets now. Um, and after May 1st, there's a 10% savings for groups. So I would encourage you, if you're at all interested, because this show is going to sell like hotcakes. I mean, it has not been on the road, uh, has not been in Connecticut since the 90s. So it you want to see it. It's 25 years on Broadway, 28 years still running in London. It is a masterwork. And if you haven't seen it, by God, you must see it now. So that's my uh, that's my little diatribe this morning on what's coming up at the Palace. And now I want to turn to our guests in studio and welcome Lucia Dressel from Landmark Community Theater. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Good morning, Lucia. And she brought along someone near and dear to her heart, (laughs) her lovely daughter, who who is her beautiful lookalike, Jenny Dressel. So welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And they're both here to talk about the the show that's getting a lot of wonderful... um, I hate to use the the word, but I'll use it, buzz. Um, And uh, people are talking about it, the Diary of Anne Frank that's playing right now at Landmark Community Theater in Thomaston. And Lucia's directing... Mm-hmm. And uh, wow! I mean, you must be <laughs> just feel like you had another child. It, it, this has uh, this has taken on a life of its own. It's it's gotten incredible publicity, and uh, you know, just even yesterday we had a, another field trip day, a daytime show that was sold out, and uh, the the children um, were sixth graders uh, up through college. We had a post university group as well. Oh, nice! Um, and and twice now we've had young kids in this in the house who are just silent. And who react appropriately and uh, love what's going on and, and 
love the characters and cry at the end. And wow. I've had adult chaperones come up to me and say, how do I get tickets? I want to come back with my children. And wow. um, for those who and, and you might be living under a rock if you don't know. But the, the plot line is the plot line is Anne Frank uh and her family, another family, and a local dentist were uh, Jewish in Amsterdam in the time of German occupation. And they tried to um, imagine this get into America and were not allowed in as immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, okay, we're not. <laughs> and, uh, a little political. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so they decided to um, hide in plain sight. And um, uh, Mr. Frank and Mr. Van Don owned a uh, canning factory factory in the middle of Amsterdam, and they decided to hide in a small portion called an annex, and uh, the original book was actually called The Secret Annex, oh, and uh, so they that. hid there for almost two years. And, and That's amazing. It, it is, and Anne was a prolific writer, um, as was Margot, although she doesn't get the acclaim in history, and um, and uh, when... Uh, it, How old was Anne when this was all, when Anne she was had, writing the diary? Anne had just gotten the diary for her 13th birthday, which was a couple of weeks before she entered the uh, the annex. Okay. So okay. she was almost sixteen when uh, they they were taken out. Yeah. That's amazing. And I mean, the depth of the language that a young girl and it's so poignant mm -hmm. and, and and moving. And we can't. I don't think our kids today could even imagine what this family lived through. And the girl. Some, the same age as some of the people in your yeah. audiences. Uh, they must be so... Do you do um, a, an after-show chat back or um, we do a, a talk back with the cast? We did yesterday uh, with the Post-University group, but um, honestly uh, there's a reverence about this play, <laughs> and uh, it's just something that I didn't want to do because I didn't want to break, break the, what they've seen. Yes, yeah. I, I understand that. Now, Jenny, you play Margot, who is your mom alluded to, or your director, I should say, in this instance. <laughs> Both. Um, uh, Anne Frank had a sister. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. um, and you play her sister, and she is sort of lost in the annals of history when we think about this whole period. So w w what, is, what is the role of Margot in the show? I mean, obviously, she's Anne's sister. We understand that. But how does she advance the story? Um, yeah, in the in the show, I remember we were doing the read through for the first rehearsal, and I thought, gosh, she you know doesn't have a lot of lines. She just kind of is there. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Margot of history is often portrayed in that way of just being there um, and not really having much of a contribution. So I try to put some of myself into the character and really make her react to things and, and feel strongly. And, you know, she sees Anne and, and the Peter, the child of the other family, um, getting closer. And, you know, you have to just put yourself in her shoes. You know, I... I was a teenager not too long ago, and sure. I, I know what it's like to see other people falling in love. And So was there some jealousy that comes into um, it? Or? Yes, there there is a little bit, but um, Lexi White, who plays Anne, and I formed a very close relationship, and we yeah. tried to really play that into it because I, th I thought Margot deserved to have more of a personality than mm -hmm. the way she's portrayed. Sure. Um, in the show, she is very much an observer. She watches, um, you know, disputes between the parents. She watches um, Anne grow up. Uh, and she is just kind of a steady 
presence rather than a catalyst. That takes quite an actor. Yes. Who can, <laughs> no, who yeah. can look into a character who doesn't have a lot of dialogue mm-hmm. and say things that you're saying, Jenny, I wanted to, you know, give her more of a uh, presence and, a, you know, uh, react to what's going on around her. Um, and, and, and that makes sense to me because sometimes in, and you know this, Lucia, as an actor, as a director, that you have a character who doesn't have much to say and nobody does anything with that character. And, I, I, and as an audience member, I go, why are they even there? Yeah. You know, so um, kudos to both of you for <laughs> recognizing um, that and how how that does advance the story and there's that undertone that unsaid mm-hmm. um, emotion that gets conveyed to an audience so um, good for you <laughs> I mean that's really I'm, I'm I'm in for such a young actor um, yeah that's it know. wasn't easy it I'm really sure it wasn't at first I was I remember telling mom I was like she just what does she do? She, yeah. Her line, her second line is just, yes. How do I, <laughs> what does it mean? What do I do with this? So, um, but the more I did research on the character or the, the person, um, I just tried to put myself in her shoes and how, how would I say it were I in that situation? Now, when, when you um, have the moments in the show where there's that, you know the, the audience is... They're, they're, they're getting it. They're feeling engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that do for you as the director mm. and Jenny for you as an actor in the show? And well, I pace back and forth. <laughs> so, um, but I watch the audience. Yeah. And the audience uh, in this show, this is a beautifully written script, thankfully. And, uh, and this is a newer script? Is this that? is the original script. It was adapted, uh, I want to say late 1900s. 1900s. In the, in the <laughs> In the late, uh, like maybe 1999, early 2000s, Natalie Portman was on Broadway. George Hearn, yes. Linda yes. Lavin. So it's not, it's pretty recent. Okay. Um, but the adaptation is is beautiful. It, it clocks in at two hours. It's you know it's it's got all the meat that it needs to, yeah. and everybody stays on stage. Nobody leaves the stage even during intermission. Um, and you know what? That's because that was their life. Yeah. That's purposeful, I'm sure. So people can feel like this was it for Mm -hmm. them for two years or is it two year period? It was just, yeah. yeah. So. And so I watch the audience, um, especially at the end. Uh, You know, as you say, when when the script isn't there, you make something out of the action or the motions and and the the ending I'm especially proud of. And it's it's tragic and it's heartfelt. And, you know, it's not it's not like a Holocaust play. It's a play looking at uh, a child growing up with her family and bad things keep slamming up against them and she just remains hopeful. I want to go to Paris. I want to write. Margot wants to go to Palestine and be a nurse. I mean, they all they all have future plans. And dreams. Yep. And that's so important in today's world, even back then, certainly, but still today because mm-hmm. of all that, you know, is going on and what we're all feeling and experiencing that we still have to keep that that like that burning uh, flame of hope alive yeah. in humanity, yeah. and that's what the play is about. Yeah. It's a play of hope. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
It's at Landmark Community Theater. Mm -hmm. I said to Jeff Dunn yesterday, or the day before at a meeting, oh, I heard it was so good. I wish I could have gotten to see it. He said, you've got two more weekends, (laughs) so let's talk about how people get tickets and the dates. And Uh, We run tonight. Uh, this weekend, so tonight at 8, tomorrow at 8, Sunday at 2, and then we do that again the following weekend. Okay, all right. And do you want to talk, mention any of your other cast members? that are? Oh, absolutely. Because um, there's some local people that people know. There are, and I have a lot of people who are on, on Landmark stage for the first time. Oh. First of all, I have to, I mean, Lexi White is our Anne Frank, and she is 12 years old and just amazing. Wow. Uh, beautiful, unaffected, uh, you know, memorizes her lines and everybody else's. I, uh, and, and, and she's done some professional work. She's done some professional work, but never um, community theater. I mean, she's done a few musicals. Okay. Um, but this is her first dramatic role. Oh. And she just, she excels. She's oh. amazing. Oh, that's exciting. Yep. And playing her father, Johnny Ravicki, and her mom is uh, Suzanne Powers who's uh, done a number of things at Landmark. Um, the Von Don family is Casey McKenna, Diana Waller, and uh, Josh Gogol plays young Peter. And then we have Brett Bazalian in his dramatic debut. As, yes, I, uh, I've Mr. been reading Houston. that on Facebook, and um, that actually was kind of what got me thinking. I should yeah. be having them on. So. <laughs> he had his students come yesterday, and uh, they, were, they were thrilled, and he was happy to share it with yeah. them. And then we have uh, uh, two people who help hide them. Um, we have have uh, Amy Kopchick playing Meep Geese and Dennis Walsh playing Mr. Crawler. And then we have uh, two gentlemen and, and uh, Jim Wood, who's a, who's a big name in community theater, comes on for a real step through at the end as, as one of the one of the uh, bad guys, okay. as it were. And uh, Joshua Luzak and Eric Martin. Oh, yep. Wow. Well, and, and Jenny. And I, Jenny Dressel. And Jenny Dressel. <laughs> and um, so what would you, you know, say for you, what's the one reason someone should come and see this show? Oh, gosh. Um, um, one I, or two reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you have an hour? No. Um, <laughs> we have about 15 seconds. <laughs> I think it's just the whole story, um, again, is... Uh, as you said before, it's just a story of hope um, that this history should not be repeated, that um, these people were in ordinary people in extraordinary times who took horrible circumstances and just made the best out of it. And um, it's their story. While some people might think it's a waste of time, you know, you're in this attic for two years, but then you get captured anyway. What was the point? Uh, it's the diary and their story and their struggle that really makes it worthwhile and makes it a, a timeless piece. And if if we don't repeat these same mistakes that you know history mm-hmm. has shown us and taught us, I want to thank you both for coming here today. It's oh, been really a pleasure. If you're listening and want tickets, it's Landmark Community Theater, Landmark Community. I think it's landmarkcommunitytheater.org. Yes, I believe. dot org. Or they and, can call. And, or you can Google Landmark Community Theater mm-hmm. and get them online. Don't miss this opportunity. I think you'll be profoundly touched. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with our At the Table with Frank segment. So stay tuned. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. 
Well, good morning. Um, we are actually, it's actually good afternoon when we're taping this segment of At the Table with Frank. Frank Tavera is our CEO at the Palace, so welcome, Frank. Thanks, Chair. It's great to be sitting at the table with you again. <laughs> I love that. And it's so fun to go on the road and be with one of our Entrees and Encores restaurant partners, who this week is Tony Delia from San Marino and Nino's. So we're happy to be here today at San Marino well, with you. Glad to have you. And just so for the record, I have to <laughs> full transparency. We are here <laughs> on St. Patrick's yes, Day, we are, yeah. uh, taping this. So um, Tony, being the gracious host that he is, has uh, not only given us some wonderful samples that we're going to talk to you about of what San Marino normally has on their menu, but they even got into the spirit because, as everybody says, on St. Patrick's Day, everybody's Irish. So we've got a little corned beef and cabbage and potatoes even. So, but Frank, let's start and talk to Tony a little bit about the restaurant, where it is, and then uh, talk maybe about what you've got on your plate. Absolutely. Well, first, Tony, thanks for having us, and happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank uh, you. And I think, like any good classic Italian, St. Patrick's Day should be always um, um, celebrated with, you know, um, fried zucchini flowers and, um, and, <laughs> and prosciutto. I think that's basically the way things go. But that's right. So, I mean, we're here in, at San Marino. I know you have this and Nino's. Tell us a little bit about the restaurant. Your, you mentioned a family recipe, but is it family cooking? What's Share a little bit. If you um, so, as you know, we've been around for quite a while. My uncle and dad started in 1969, so we kind of kept the tradition going over the years. Um, I hope to carry it on, and I have my son on board, and I hope he continues the, you know, the streak. Um, a lot of these, a lot of these recipes are, you know, home-based. A lot of them came from my mother's kitchen, you know, my uncle's kitchen, my father. You know, everybody was into cooking. A lot of them are you know, mm. grandmother, you know, things that my mother learned from my grandmother. What is this? It's delicious. I was going to say because when you say family cooking, yes. my mother used to make those as well. And it's a fried right. zucchini, zucchini flour. Oh, it is. Right. Oh, I love that. And that recipe is my mother. The yep. batter is from my mother. Yep. And, there, and there are those who actually stuff them. And they, these aren't stuffed. This is just lightly, lightly battered. Traditional. Yep. Right. Um, but yes, sometimes we do them with the uh, with Stella cheese. Mm -hmm. Sometimes with a little prosciutto and Stella cheese. Mm -hmm. Sometimes with a little bit of lobster meat. No, oh, I, really? The yeah. lobster meat? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yes. You've never had these before? I am. Yes, I actually have. I, um, I don't know. These are yummy. But here's my question. It's it's the it's March 17th. How do you get zucchini flowers? Well, Sonny tells me if I tell you, I have to kill you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> nope. Um, yeah. yeah. What happens at San yeah, Marino stays at San Marino. We, do, yep. we have a couple of uh, farmers that we... You know, have a, gotcha. But they take care mm. of us, and then we have a way that we can kind of keep them through the winter. Mm, they're delicious. But there's something to be said about coming right from the garden, yes. quickly battered, and then um, mm. on the stove, and then you eat them hot and warm. I mean, oh, that's yes. the best way. And that's we've, um, you know, as a kid, the family recipe was always that. So my mother used to chase us out delicious. of the kitchen. Okay. We are great. Is perfect. And, and Sonny is one of your uh, what is he? Your maitre d. He's our manager. He's your manager. Sonny, uh, he, he's know, great. We love uh, him. He even came to see Sound of Music when we had it. I did. Theater. Yeah, it was a great show. So, um, yeah. so we love. You know, yeah. it's it's everybody. You know, it's a partnership. Exactly. And we love that. Yeah, so, so, so far, I like to think of it as a family. There, there you go. Familia. Yeah, familia. Happy <laughs> <laughs> So. 
So, great. Okay. Yes. Oh no, so uh, wonderful. I mean, so I mean, the zucchini flowers number one. Prosciutto is an appetizer and cheese. I mean, it's a great way to always start a meal and end a yes. meal too, if you're yes. a yeah. <laughs> classic Italian format. So, and then, oh yeah, the bruschetta. Um, yeah. As far as it goes, a little bit of bread, a little melted cheese, and what else? I mean, anything special about? No, it's the traditional bruschetta, a little fresh tomato, garlic. Um, a little seasoning and just a little uh, hard bread um, seasoned with garlic, olive oil. Mm. Kind now, of to tie in well, the, the cheese and the prosciutto. I'm the I'm the taste tester. You're the taste tester. Now, when people Love come, open oh, like your favorite appetizer. I mean, if you had to say, you know, what is a classic? What do you sell the most of, and what do people ask for? I mean, the biggest seller is probably broccoli rabe and sausage. Um, sausage, uh, Italian sausage, yeah. potato, and hot long hots. Um, you probably mentioned that. You know, those are in the top. Scottish and beans. Um, you know, a lot of the traditional things. Those are the basic big sellers. Yes. And it's good comfort food. I mean, this is what mm. grew up it's with. What we grew up with. Let me take a, take a little twist on things like we've done with the, the salmon, where that's got all in beans, which is traditional, and then we put a little salmon with a pesto sauce. That and it's so beautiful. The new, yeah. You know, I mean, people can't see it, but you've got this beautiful dish of the the scotto uh, um, beans with a little bit of tomato, yeah. and um, then you have this beautiful piece of salmon. And and I love this touch. On the diagonal, mm -hmm. drizzled is the pesto. Beautiful. Yeah. It's so pretty. some different things. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, keeping our traditional base. Yeah. And always does a nice tribute to the, the red and the green. Always a nice little shout out to the um, Italian flag. <laughs> when, well, whenever you can incorporate that, it's always nice. Yeah. But. Well, we had the green in there too. For, yeah. Well, a for shout some. out to the chef because right now I'm digging into, mm, with my mouth full of um, broccoli rabe here. And I'm digging into the corned beef and cabbage, which this corned beef is so tender and moist and delicious. So not bad for an Italian. Not bad. <laughs> um, okay. and, it, and it really speaks to the um, quality of whatever the food is that you're presenting. I think, you know, when you hear people are going out to dinner in Waterbury or Greater Waterbury, it's always, oh yeah, San Marino, San Marino, San Marino. There's a reason for that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we try, whatever it is, if we're going to do it, we try to do mm. it, you know, the best way we can. This corned beef is delicious. It is really delicious. In trying the salmon, though, I mean, the salmon is it's fresh, it's flaky. The pesto is awesome on here. Um, I mean, it's just a really nice, flavorful meal. And with the beans and shkadol, it's just it's a hearty meal. And it's it, and it's delicious. So, um, mm. Hours of operation. I know you're open on Sundays. A lot of restaurants are, Tony. I think that's a huge um, Yes. Sundays yeah, are 12 to, 12 to 10. Uh, for the most part. Um, That's a long day. Are you closed at, at any day during the week, though? No. We're Sunday through Saturday. Um, Monday through Saturday we do lunch. Mm -hmm. Sunday we serve dinner all day. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Especially for some of our shows that happen on Sundays. Absolutely. Um, it's always nice that you know people can come either see the show, be, um, come to have something to eat before the show or right immediately thereafter. Again, sometimes the options downtown are a little bit limited what's open, so that's mm -hmm. fantastic that you, kind of, uh, you can accommodate that crowd. Yes. Well, this um, past Sunday we had a, about 11.30 or so people. We had a bunch of tables come in before the show. Right. So right. we say 12, but the doors open at 11, so mm -hmm. if it's an right. early show, we're ready for it. Yeah, we had two men. 
matinee, so that was perfect for yep. people. And then shows afterwards, so whether you were going to the matinee or the evening performance, right. that worked out well. Yeah. How many, I mean, this restaurant is huge. How many do you see? I mean, if, close to 300 if, you know, you utilize it the right way. Mm. Around three, maybe a little more like mm. on Mother's Day, we have larger tables. Right. Yeah. Wow, I know this is also a, a go-to place for not only Mother's Day or those kinds of occasions, but people have a lot of event-type, yes. you know, yeah. family gatherings here. Yes, and now with the with the remodel, we have the capability of doing 150 or so in one. Like in a banquet room. room, right? Yeah, because we moved the walls back. What's the What's the number one, you know, item on the menu that? people ask for? Is there one that's in particular? Uh, there's probably four or five. I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's talk well, about because them. Because, you know, we've been around a while. So, mm -hmm. well, one, I think, was probably... Tony, homemade. you've been around so long. Yeah. So I was telling Frank when we got here, he goes, oh, I never knew this part. I said, yeah, that's where the old dance floor used to yeah. be when this was holiday <laughs> season correct. back in the day. Don't so. date yourself, but that's all right. Well, I, I was here, too. <laughs> so, so um, homemade pasta is probably one of the you know, more, more different things that we offer that's a big, very popular. All your pasta's homemade, or no. part, I mean, it depends we have, on... We have two right now, Oriquette and, and Cavadel, which mm -hmm. my mom makes. Uh, so that's why it's not okay. all, of, You're right, all of them. Yes. Uh, yeah. So she's been at it for many, many years now. Um, she just turned 86 last month, and God she's, you know, still kicking and loves to do it. And, but, you know, and that's what keeps people, I think. Oh, listen, I don't make my know. mother do anything. <laughs> you know, you got an Italian yeah. mother. <laughs> she does what she wants to do, <laughs> and she loves making that pasta. Uh, so that's, that's one of our big ones. Um, obviously, the Parmesan's are a big dish, you know, veal and chicken. Mm -hmm. um, and eggplant, I think, is probably almost surpassed really? that. Because, um, again, we do it traditional, yep. like... You know, my mother with yep. the batter, yep. and yeah. you know, um, so that's become a really popular dish. And, and your pork chops, right? And our pork chops um, with, with the, the peppers, with the broccoli rabe, and with the uh, cherry hot peppers yep. and potatoes yep. is a big, big dish. Nice big 16 ounce chops. Well, I got to tell you, everything on my, I, I, and that that salmon with is the pesto. You, if you're li if you're listening to this segment of At the Table with Frank, come and order that dish. Thank you. It's delicious. Oh my God! I mean, the the beans, the scallop, mm -hmm. a little bit of garlic flavor, and the um, salmon. Oh, yummy, wonderful. yummy, and yummy! And you do so. You do pastas. You do the, you know your um, your parmesans. Um, do you have any special nights? I mean, are there girls' nights or anything? So we do have we have ladies' nights on Tuesday. Um, Twenty two dollars. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, it's a great deal. An appetizer, dinner, um, martini, here for martini and dessert. Delicious. Really? Yeah. Yep. Martini or a glass of wine. Can't beat it. And when's I mean, men's night? Then I need to know. Every night is <laughs> men's night. There you go. Every night yeah, is yeah, men's yeah. night. And so I'm reminded at home. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tony, thank you for um, giving us the chance to showcase San Marino because it, not that, I mean, you have a wonderful restaurant here. It's been thank very you. successful for a long time. We're so thankful you're part of our Entrees and Encores program and uh, Frank. No, and wish, wish you the best. I know that you've been uh, partners with here as well as um, as well as Nino's. Nino's, I mean, Nino's so yeah. One yeah. of those great um, options. I mean, so for those in, in the listening area, either end of town, you know you're yeah. going to get a We're good gonna meal We're going to get up to it. Nino's soon. Yeah. So we can okay. Still hungry, are we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much and stay tuned because we'll be back with more of Your Palace, Your Place. Entertaining new possibilities. 
And we're back with your palace, your place. I'm Sherry Marcucci. And coming up right now, we have a young uh, actor who will be uh, appearing on the palace stage next Thursday evening in the very um, funny, uh, hysterical, interactive Girls' Night Out the Musical. And on the phone with us is Casey Carden. Welcome, Casey, to your palace, your place. Hi, good morning. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for your patience and uh, uh, getting up and being with us this morning to talk a little bit about the show. And in doing some research on um, not only the show, but you, you are an interesting gal. You have quite an... <laughs> well, I well, mean, thank you. <laughs> you you're an actor and an actress and a singer, and but you, you do some very unusual and unique things in in that realm as well as uh, in, uh, you do some other things. So uh, bef- I want to intrigue our listeners so they'll stay tuned. So Casey, <laughs> you're, you're, you're coming to the palace next Thursday for Girls' Night the Musical. What can people expect from this show? Well, first and foremost, a great time. Okay. Girls' Night is an absolute blast. Um, I have been doing this show for, oh my goodness, seven years, six or seven years now. Oh. Um, I think Girls' Night is maybe the longest relationship I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> my, my biggest commitment. No, but it, it's just so much fun. I keep coming back and keep doing the show because it is such a good time. There's dancing, there's singing, there's songs that you know and love. You know, girls just want to have fun. Lady Marmalade, I Will Survive. Um, now, we are, are people jumping up? Out of the audience, are people just jumping up out of their seats when those songs start? Absolutely, and we fully encourage it. Uh-huh. Um, we fully <laughs> Love encourage that. the audience to participate and really join the party with us. It's it's um, it's interactive. You know, we we sort of engage with the audience a little bit as we tell the story. Um, and there's some yeah, there's definitely some crowd participation, just a little bit. I don't want to scare anybody off too much. Um, <laughs> we're not going to like drag you onto the stage or anything, but we we definitely you know get the audience up on their feet. Okay. Um, yeah, we see a lot of a lot of ladies coming with their girlfriends, and I, we 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 get some men. It's it's for the men as well, but you know, feather boas and glowy tiaras in the audience, and it's it's really a party. Well, um, so the storyline is about a bunch of girls, girlfriends, or women that are they girlfriends or they become friends. They are longtime friends. Okay. So they are really like they're celebrating their present together, but they're also, you know, going back and talking about their history and, and growing up together. And it's really a celebration of lifelong friendship and how you, you know, how you grow and evolve together. I think, and uh, Casey, you said you've been with the show six or seven years. I think mm-hmm. the show has been. Uh, at the palace about that long ago. Were you in the cast previous? Did you come to the palace? Do you remember that? Or? I don't remember to tell you the truth. I'm so sorry. I actually do not know. Okay. Um, That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I was just wondering. But, kind of all over the place. <laughs> um, but the story is one, I think, that 
women can identify with because the different things you either have been through them yourself you know somebody that has you can commiserate empathize and laugh about it um so it's got that communal feel to it oh exactly it is very much a community very relatable you know there's that knowing laughter <laughs> throughout the show um which is actually it's kind of fun for the men who come it's sort of like this inside look at like what do women talk about when they run off to the bathroom together you know and it's like it's kind of that that peek into our world so it's really fun for everybody i think it's a brave man when he does come to shows like because <laughs> you're definitely Absolutely. outnumbered Absolutely. I will say my my father and my brother have both seen it. They've both come and they had a blast. They laughed. Sometimes it was a little like uncomfortable laughter, especially, you know, seeing me up there talking about some of the stuff and making some of these jokes. And they're just like, oh, my gosh. But, um, But they had such a good time well so it, it, it really yeah and it, it is it's a it gives women i think what what shows like this um offer in addition to of course being entertaining okay so it, that's first and foremost mm-hmm. but it gives us permission and um uh, uh an opportunity to break from our routine to do something fun to say you know what i deserve this and you know let me grab my you know besties and you know have a good time have a couple of you know cocktails together or whatever um mm-hmm. your preferences and and just let your hair down and i think today Absolutely. we don't have that opportunity we're so um there's we're so on the go we're always doing something we're moms we're workers we're wives we're taking care of uh, older parents perhaps and and we need to allow ourselves a chance to say whoa I need to I need some me time. I need some fun. Absolutely. That is so beautifully put. But yeah, we get busy and we're working so hard and doing things for so many other people and it's just a fun night. It's good for you. You know, it's good for your well being to come and let your hair down and let your stress go for a little while and just dance it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. We love the audience to come sing along. So <laughs> I think some doctors would put this as an RX for a lot of us. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) So, Casey, now, I alluded earlier when I first welcomed you to the show that you have an interesting kind of resume. Now, you're, you're in this fun show and you're singing, you know, pop songs that we all know, but your background is really, you're an opera singer. So, (laughs) how did you get from there to here? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, yeah, I have a I have a master's degree in opera performance, um, and I moved to New York, you know, to pursue opera. Very narrowly focused on that. And when I got to New York, I was like, oh, let's see what this musical theater thing is all about. It wasn't really my my world, but I did grow up in Nashville, and I grew up singing country music before I sang opera. So you know, I had some some experience in other worlds. Um, but yeah, I started sort of experimenting in the musical theater world and did the audition for Girls' Night, and it just kind of happened. And it was kind of, you know, it was unexpected, but like I said, it was so much fun, um, and I love it. I still sing opera. I still do a little bit of both. Um, and you do a little bit of something else, from what I've read. <laughs> a couple I of do. things. A couple and, of um, things. Well, the one that's intriguing that to me is... Well, the the Dixie Delight. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I do burlesque. 
That sounds like fun. I think in a fantasy, we all have, we'd love to do a little, Dixie Delight is your burlesque or alter ego, correct? Correct. <laughs> and, yes, and, and Dixie does um, an opera burlesque and a jazz burlesque. So That is wild. <laughs> and interesting. Fun. I like to let, thank you. It's, it's a good time. It's been really, um, it's been a really empowering experience. You know, to take that on, it, it was certainly terrifying the first time I did it. <laughs> I would guess. Um, you know, had a lot of thoughts and feelings about it. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been actually really empowering and really great for my my body image, and my self esteem. Hmm. Um, and I get a lot of women in the audience who also say, like, "Oh my gosh, like you're just like a regular looking woman." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. a supermodel. I'm a, I'm a normal sized woman, average sized lady. And it just, it feels so great to get up there and embrace that. Um, I do try to let a little of Dixie's sass and adventurousness come out in Girls' Night. Oh, um, interesting. There's no actual burlesque, <laughs> but I like for my character to take on a little bit. My character in Girls' Night is, she's very quirky. She's very, very quirky. She's a little kooky. Um, but in one of her big numbers, I like her to have a... Just a little hint of Dixie. If you guys are, those of you who are listening and come see the show, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, so there's a little little hint of that. That sounds like <laughs> fun. And you sound like a blast. I mean, I would laugh. Oh, thank you. I can't wait to see you on stage. And then the other thing you do that totally, in like, talk about being a versatile uh, per- performer in person, you're also a life coach. Yes. Yes, I am. And, and now, where did, how did you take that path and get there? <laughs> Actually, had a client this morning before I got on the phone with you. <laughs> so, yeah, I am. Um, thanks for asking. It's work that I really love and I'm really passionate about. Um, I got into coaching about four years ago. I was living in New York and I was doing my, you know, doing the performance work and, and it was great, but there was something in me. I just felt like. I don't know. I was like, there's something else. There's something else I want to be doing. I, I am not like, it's not that I didn't love it. I just felt like there was more Mm -hmm. that I could be devoting my time and energy to. And so I actually hired a coach. I hired a coach and I was like, something's missing in my life. I don't really know what. And to be honest, part of it was my love life. I wasn't happy with my love life. Um, so I was like, let's talk about this. What am I not doing? Um, anyway, a couple months into the work with her, I was like, you know, really love this conversation. I love the work you do because it was all about the future and what I wanted to create next. You know, it wasn't just sitting around rehashing the past and kind of complaining about how things had gone. It was really empowering me to take the reins and create my life and be the one who gets to decide how it looks. Wow. And it was just such a cool conversation that I ended up going back to school to be a coach. So, so yeah, I that's for fascinating. A year and, and and you it's know, really great. You, you seem like such an interesting person, and that you've taken all the different facets of your personality, your, pers- your you know who you are, and you're making uh, it, it work from you. You you're allowing those parts of yourself to be expressed and creating opportunity for yourself um, for mm-hmm. you know work. And I, I mean, what that's that's just that's empowering to hear you talk about it. Thanks. 
Yeah, Thank you so yeah. Much. I, I, if you're listening, ladies, and you, you know, wanna, you know, meet Casey or, or see her work anyway in, in the genre of the show, this is one gal you want to come out and see next Thursday night at the Palace Theater in Girls' Night Out the Musical, uh, along with her castmates. There's four other ladies in the cast besides Casey. Um, and you're going to have fun. They're going to have fun, obviously, on stage doing some of the numbers they get to do, like I Will Survive and We Are Family and um, all those anthems of uh, f- f- womanhood, I guess you would call it. Uh, so, Casey, you've just been delightful. <laughs> no pun intended there. <laughs> well, I can't Thank wait you. to see you next week. Thank you. Yeah, and I hope your, your audience will go to girlsnightthemusical.com check us out um and yeah we'll see you at the palace theater please come up and say hello um, i sure will to come out and greet our audience so yeah please come say hi all right well thank you so much for your time this morning um well thanks. we will thanks. see you next week and uh and thanks again for getting up All early right. this morning absolutely anytime have a great day thank you you too casey that was Casey um, Cardin, who is in the cast of Girls' Night Out the Musical, coming to the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury next Thursday evening, 7.30 p.m. And also, on that evening, before the show, we have something extra special for you ladies. And that is we have those... Um, not not hard to take on the eyes, Waterbury Fire Department calendar guys who will be selling the calendar they've put together uh, for this year. And it shows some of the um, more um, you know, hunky, I guess is the word, <laughs> members of the Waterbury Fire Department uh, in each month. And the calendar actually serves a very good purpose. The monies raised actually go to activities, organizations that help kids. Um, so if you're uh, so inclined, you're coming to the show, or if this is encouraging you to come to the show, by all means, I would encourage you to support and purchase a calendar. Who doesn't need a calendar, right? And if you already have a calendar, who cares? Because every month you get to look at something interesting with this calendar. And they're great guys. They'll pose for pictures with you. Um, uh, there's a great group of guys that are uh, depicted in the calendar. So um, they'll be on hand as well before the show. Well, Johnny, I can't believe we're coming to the uh, just about the end of our show this morning. Uh, if you're listening and want more information about activities going on at the Palace Theater, you can certainly go to our website, palacetheaterct.org, or give us a call at our box office, 203-346-2000. And as I advise every week or every time we're on, please do something you love this weekend with someone you love. Take in one of the arts or uh, some other activity uh, and just have a good time. And I want you to stay tuned now for your local news and Steve Knoxon coming up next after that. Bye-bye. Entertaining new possibilities The Palace Theater Your palace, your place Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace, your place. 